Welcome back to the Slow Talk Podcast, where we shine the spotlight on culture, commerce, and community. And this afternoon in the studio, I've got Mark Schaefer. Mark's the founder and uh, the director of Unified Diversity. Welcome in, Mark. Thank you, James. Good to be back. Yeah, and I've got Dr. Leola McMillan, and Dr. Leola works with United Way. And the official title, Dr. Leola? Director of Equity and Resource Development. But you wear some other hats, and maybe we'll touch on those, too. Are you referring to my tiara that I'm wearing right uh, the now? Tiaras, the tiara is a start, but I'm also referring to your doctorate in American studies. I think that's fascinating. We've had some telephone conversations, and I think that's going to factor in a little bit to the conversation today. I'm happy to be back. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, Unified Diversity. Mark, give us a nickel's worth on what Unified <laughs> Diversity is for our listeners. Sure. Uh, Unified Diversity uh, is an effort for people to gain greater understanding uh, about themselves and how the cognitions and how their brain functions impacts the way they interact with people all around them, and particularly to become aware of how their interaction with people that are different from them and to work on that so that that doesn't become a barrier on them getting to know people that might be in their families. It could be people at work. The way our brain works, uh, if you have a certain response to a person because of their race or their culture or their religion, it can stop you from getting to know that person and interact openly with them. And unified diversity is about, hey, we're not telling you how to think, but you do have control over how you think. And it's a, a private journey on on your cell phone or uh, on your computer that lets you kind of look at uh, the thoughts that you have and whether they do, in fact, get in, in the way of you fully engaging with uh, your world. And for our listeners that may or may not be familiar with United Way, uh, Leola, talk a little bit about the mission of United Way, but specifically how you step in and your role and what you get to do every day that's uh, fun and and has an impact. Sure. So I think the most important thing to know about uh, United Way is that our, our motto is live united. And that's really what we're about. We work within communities to make sure that folks have everything they need to thrive. And we work on community strengthening. And then aside from that, our three big focal areas are education, income and financial stability, and health. And we, we believe that those are the building blocks of a successful, happy life, right? That's... When you're thriving, you have access to high-quality education, you have access to high-quality health care, and you are in good health. Um, you have an income that allows you to live, and you have some measure of financial stability. And when everyone thrives, then you can have a strong community, uh, and, and not just a strong community a strong, united community. And so that's that's what United Way is about. What I do, and I love my job, so I'm the Director of Equity and Resource Development. Um, and so there's two main parts of that. The resource development part is um, marshalling resources. 
and getting them into the hands of community members who need them. Sometimes that's money, um, but sometimes it's not. Um, and I like to think of myself, I've said this on the show before, I like to think of myself as a community resources concierge, right? And so if you need something, I, I can probably, if I can't deliver it to you, I probably know who to ask. Um, and then the equity portion is really doing what I can um, at a couple of levels, actually, to dismantle structural inequality and to find in in the interim, right, because that's a long-term process, in the interim, finding ways for marginalized folks to better navigate a system that was never created with their survival in mind. Sponsor support for the Slow Talk podcast is brought to you by our friends at Big Sky Cafe San Luis Obispo, where they depend on local farmers, ranchers, vintners, and San Luis Obispo County brewmasters to help them create their real food by real people. This commitment to fresh market fare and a seasonal-inspired menu has made Big Sky Cafe a downtown local's favorite. Sky Cafe online at BigSkyCafe.com and visit them today at 1121 Broad Street, San Luis Obispo, and tell them Slow Talk Session. So it's fascinating today our discussion brings uh, Mark and Leola right here at the same table Mm -hmm. for this podcast. And the intersection that I see, you know, I was looking back uh, at a former conversation we had a few weeks ago, Leola, about social cohesion. And I was reflecting. And I've had this conversation with Mark, too, on 9-11. And just right after that, there was just so much, from what I remember, uh, purpose, like a national focus. We're going to respond. We're going to come together. We're going to help our nation. We've been attacked. And just so many different things. In the middle of the shock, there was like a call. And I think about this last year and the uh, not only the shelter in place, the pandemic, but some of the, uh, the protests, some of the um, uh, people hitting the streets in reaction to uh, uh, George Floyd and just pent up frustrations and things that we've seen. And I think about the need for us to come together a nation, and yet I look at our nation and the division, and yet I look at both of what you're doing in our community, and it has the word hope written all over it, but boy, the word challenge is huge. Because we're coming back out, <laughs> literally, we're getting you know, on the streets, filling in restaurants, and the problems don't go away, and in some ways, they seem to be magnified. How do we bring some unity and tap in to some uh, big questions, but I want to start somewhere. How do we get some social community, at least on a local level, I think social we cohesiveness? St- we start by finding a common thread. Right. Um, We start by recognizing our shared humanity. We start by acknowledging that, as far as we know, all of us are here for the first time. None of us have done this before, this thing called life. Right. And so we're bound to make mistakes and get it wrong sometimes. But we're also bound together and we can either do it smarter 
than it has been done before and see if we get a better outcome or we can just keep doing it the same way and not getting any progress. And I think what COVID also did was galvanize this nation around issues that had been invisible to many for so long. There was no way to avoid seeing what was happening because nobody was going anywhere. And I actually just learned um, that the young woman who courageously recorded George Floyd's brutal murder, Darnella Frazier, I believe her name is, the um, Pulitzer Prize Foundation gave her a special award for recording that video, right? Um, but it was stuff like that that helped galvanize us. And this is what happened in 9-11. Um, I think there was a, a different dynamic, and so you don't see the cohesion that you saw uh, in the immediate aftermath of September 11th. But you, you still saw, and we continue to see, that we're getting closer to this critical mass because there was an entire segment of American population that was like, oh, my God, I knew they were saying it was bad, but I had no idea. This is horrible. Why didn't we know, right? And so there is some cohesion. It's not on the scale that we saw, unfortunately, after September 11th. But we are making strides now. We have made strides in the last, I'll say, two years that, you know, we didn't make in 20, 30, 40 years. And right? it spurred worldwide attention, yes. too. It just yes. spurred. I had pictures as you were speaking about the reaction nationwide. It just it was spurred. Global. It was global. The shutdown was global. First time ever. You had worldwide communication during a shutdown. You had pandemics, you know, the turn of the century. But now everybody's in touch electronically. Just some interesting dynamics. So everybody stopped. And the people of the world jumped on board and were outraged and, yeah. and expressed it in mass. And there was global support. I remember shortly after the George Floyd murder, seeing a picture of people in Syria in like a bombed out street holding signs and protesting in solidarity. And it it continues to floor me because I can't imagine the horror of living in a war-torn country, right? We, as horrible as many things are in our country, I wake up every day aware that I woke up today, first of all, but also that I woke up in America Right. Like there's probably not going to be a plane that drops a bomb from the sky. Probably, you know, and I, I feel like I mentioned earlier that we focus on our shared humanity. I think when we operate from a place of gratitude for what we have, that makes it easier to recognize that shared humanity. Mm. Um, mm, good point. I smile and wave all the time. And I like people. They grimace, and I'm like, you woke up in San Luis yes. today. What yeah. do you have to be mad about? And the picture you mentioned of the people in Syria in solidarity uh, in response to George Floyd's murder, here they are in the middle of their brokenness, grateful yeah. that they woke up. Yeah. They may not have the house, but they're going, we feel your pain, we identify. Yeah. yeah. Well, and from the unified diversity point of view, it's 
moving beyond just who you are and what's important to you mm-hmm. and realizing that you have the ability to help other people out and getting engaged and accepting them for who they are and understanding who they are and rallying to help them because they are fellow Americans. We're all Americans. And, um, you know, I think a big part of it is establishing a level playing field. It's some people try to look at various assistance programs and, Mm -hmm. well, it's not fair that you're supporting this group or that group. Well, it's all about we need to have a level playing field as far as education and health and all these different areas. So every American has an opportunity to do the best best they can. And we're becoming more aware that the playing field just is not level and that we're unifying around how do we get there. What fascinates me, Mark, about Unified Diversity, according to my understanding, is the journey with the app and the, the online journal, the paper journal, and the ability, what I saw the last last year, year and a half, is stuff on social media, sign up for this, talk about this, respond. I, I got overwhelmed. Not that I didn't care about issues, but almost burned out, like too much every day. The thing, as I began to understand what you're doing with Unified Diversity, the journey, the process, it's really individual in the sense the person doesn't have 19,000 or a million people looking over their shoulder. Uh, Describe a little bit about the difference of that journey. Yeah, so one of the issues with diversity training that makes it so hard is we don't really want to share with the other uh, Mm -hmm. 20 people in the room what Mm -hmm. our true beliefs Mm -hmm. are, our whole cognitive system Mm -hmm. that's been built since we were, you know, little kids and... Mm -hmm and continues to be influenced. And so what Unified Diversity is, is a personal online interaction with an app that lets you get in touch with what are those thoughts that you've learned, and do you want to continue to think those way that way, or do you want to use your critical thinking? And you can override, you know, uh, thoughts that are, with whether they're racial thoughts or... Uh, political thoughts or whatever, you can reevaluate those and you decide what your brain, you know, wants to accept as the truth. You know, we all have our own truth. And that's one of the big issues today is, you know, people don't want to hear other people's truths. They just hang on to their truths and think it's the absolute truth. Unified diversity is about, hey, accept everybody's truth, accept them as a, as a person and get to know them and, and, uh, and get to a point where you can actually do that and not cut off that interaction with people in your lives. I like what you're talking about, the awareness process, the self-discovery, not having to do it for an audience, but doing it for yourself. And the fact that you can arrive at different conclusions and then make different decisions on that journey, that unified diversity journey. Yeah. yeah. Well, the the first step is I embrace my biases. I, I realize that I've been, you know, I, I grew up in Greenwich, Connecticut. Yeah. And, um, you know, I know I have biases. I embrace them. Also, historically, I do a lot of research. I embrace the history and the real history and looking mm-hmm. at it mm-hmm. and realizing that it's important to get all of history. But the important thing is moving forward. And what are we going to do to change the barriers that, that exist within our society? Unified diversity is, is about understanding uh, the background of different people 
so that first you can embrace who they are and then also realize how do we make their world so they get a decent education or they get the same opportunities that we get. We were talking earlier about comfort zones and literally coming out of the shelter in place. We have this thing about six feet apart, but you use that as, as, a, as an analogy of how we're guarded on people that are not only close to us, but people that are different to us. And as we're going out now, we're having to readjust. I thought your connection to our brain making that connection, you know, of readjusting, wait a minute, there's some other boundaries, not just space, but maybe prejudice or a belief or a fear or a misunderstanding. I know me, if I don't know about some, I'm a lot more likely, just a general choice of restaurants. I'll pick the one that I know versus the brand new one because mm-hmm. I'm a creature of habit. Now, when I take that to an interpersonal level, that could really have some negative impacts on my ability to learn and really get to know people if I'm approaching with just what I feel or what I'm comfortable with, you know? Right, yeah. right. And... and that's a unified diversity also helps you understand how your brain actually works. And, you know, it's very protective of you, your brain, and, you know, evolution wise, it, it, it's been set up to keep you away from any kind of danger. And that includes uh, you interacting with people because it's easy to avoid interacting. So unified diversity is getting you to a really healthy mental point where you're you're accepting of everybody and when you do that it's not stressful going around because everybody that you meet you're willing to take the time to get them know them and acknowledge them i mean a great example is you walk by a homeless person most of us won't even look them in the eye yeah next time you go by acknowledge that they're a person look them and you don't have to give them money just shake your head and go mm. you know that you acknowledge them mm. as a fellow person because they're an American too, you know. They they have a certain situation that they're in that, you know. Hopefully they'll they'll get to a situation where they can get out of that. But that whole thing again, acknowledging people and accepting, you know, what they are and not like ignoring their existence. Because a lot of uh, nonprofit organizational leaders, for profit, are looking at these issues afresh. And they're looking at ways to, you know, to help train. And your training, as you mentioned, either a room full of people, Mark, or uh, a bunch of people online could be daunting, you know, could be really tough. Your training, as I'm getting an understanding of it, takes away that pressure factor, allows somebody at their own pace to uh, to examine themselves? Yeah. So they go at their own pace and they also um, record their own individual thoughts. So there is no... Uh, worrying about what somebody else is going to think about as you look at your belief system and and whether you want to continue certain thoughts and hang on to them or or adopt some new ones. So it just gives you some of the tools to be able to do that. It doesn't tell you how to think. It just lets you, you know, utilize your skills to come up with, with the thoughts that you want and to live with those thoughts. But we also have the United Way training, which is a, an awesome diversity training that uh, I'm actually participating in right now. Is that the 21-day challenge? The 21-day challenge. I want to hear a little bit about that. You should register for it, sir. It's a rocking good time. Much like Mark's Unified Diversity concept, the 21-day challenge is an opportunity for folks to learn at their own pace about racial inequality in America. And 
I love it. It reminds me a lot of the old choose your own adventure books from childhood, right? Where you'd read a couple of pages and then you could decide, do you want to open that door that looks a little creepy or do you want to just keep walking, right? And so um, for 21 consecutive days, participants are asked to give 15 minutes. That's all learning about racial inequality and there are essays and articles and videos and podcasts and so what I like about it from an educator's standpoint is there are different formats so that you can work with people who may learn differently you know some people need to read something or some people are just auditory learners or you know whatever and so there's there's something for everyone it's very accessible but um as mark was pointing out a lot of times for reasons that we can talk about more as we go further into the show but people are unwilling to do this work in the company of others because of the overwhelming sense of shame that we attach first and foremost to just ignorance which mm. is so ridiculous to me because and I've asked this question in classes and workshops right if you ask someone to name a person they know who knows everything about everything no one knows everything about everything mm. right we accept this and yet only in the abstract right because the second we point out to someone that there's any morsel of information that they don't know that person, right, we are conditioned in our society to take that as a, a failing on our part, mm. right? When the reality is there's no way you could mm. know all of the things, mm. right? And so a diversity training is really about the facilitator, and I'll use myself, me coming into a space where I have this parcel of things that I know, and I'm fairly certain that the other people in the room don't know those things, because where would they have learned them? And I'm just offering that information, right? Like, I got an information buffet right here. It's all you can eat. Nobody needs to feel shame. But it takes work to break down those barriers. Mm -hmm. Now, I pride myself on doing a really great job um, in, like, uh, workshops and trainings. But this is a nice entry-level opportunity for people. Is this available on the United Way website? It is. This episode of the Slow Talk podcast is brought to you by our friends at Dining for Charities, featuring half-off dining at some of the Central Coast's best restaurants with proceeds benefiting local Central Coast charitable organizations. restaurant and partner certificates for up to 50% off at DiningForCharities.com and local Slow County charities like Woods Humane Society of San Luis Obispo receive 15% of all certificate sales for that month. Check out Dining for Charities at DiningForCharities.com to purchase your certificates today and save money and help local charities. fascinating so we yeah, have a couple is, of it is really good and the resources are just amazing but mm -hmm. part of unified diversity uh, that applies to this you know is we got to get through your your emotional system feeling guilt and shame because that's going to keep you 
from looking at these articles and learning. It's your brain trying to be protective. You got to override that and say there is important material there and I I'm going to squash the guilt and shame and go learn some important stuff. And the 21 day challenge has some great stuff and you just got to dive into it. And if you start getting those emotional reactions, just tell your brain to cool it because you're, uh, you're, you're digging in and you'll, you'll benefit tremendously from doing that. Yep. It's unitedwayslow.org slash EDI 21. So we have discussed and uncovered, talked about a couple of avenues for individuals that can really get some benefit without having to go before 19 million other people. Mm-hmm. You just uh, go to the page, you click to register, and then on the main 21-day challenge page, there is a little grid with the numbers 0 to what would be 22, but it's just done after 21. And each day you can click on the day number. But there's also a newsletter that comes out once you sign up. And so every day you'll get an email in your inbox. Um, What we are doing by Zoom this time is we are going to try each each weekend to have a Zoom and Facebook live session that's facilitated by me where folks can just come in, ask questions, talk about stuff that – they didn't like, right? Because yes, this is an independent learning process, but just like anything educational, if there's something that you don't understand on your own, you need to go to someone who can help clarify, right? And and that's where I come in. And I really love those types of opportunities because it's it's a chance for me to show people what learning can look like and often people don't have the best um, experiences with Mm. learning particularly Mm. around issues of diversity Mm. and so coming from a place that is not focused on guilt and blame or shame because those aren't productive right they just get in the way of us making things better when I was teaching in the classrooms on the first day of classes because I always taught you know these kind of humanities courses always focused on structural inequality. I told people, you know, um, this is just like Santa Claus, right? Most American children grow up with an understanding that Santa Claus is the vehicle that gets presents under a tree. At a certain point, we stop believing in Santa Claus, Right. It doesn't mean our parents are horrible people because of the atrocities. Right. Oh, my God. They lied so bad to me. It just means you're old enough now to understand where your presents come from and that there's work associated mm. with that. Right. Mm. And similarly, when we come to this work, it, it doesn't mean that you're a horrible person for not knowing. That's just proof that the system is built really well. Of course, you don't know. Mm. You're not supposed to. But now you have this opportunity to learn the truth. And it doesn't mean that the people who told you something otherwise are horrible people, but they didn't tell you the truth, right? And I know, Mark, you and I talk about the lowercase t, capital T T truth a lot, but I think unless you are marginalized, you don't understand the extent of marginalization in this country. Mm. That's how it Mm. works. Unless you are marginalized, you don't understand the extent 
of marginalization in this country. There's a story right there. There's many stories right there. And um, being able to bridge, Mark, your story about how you started this journey to develop unified diversity, just your individual process. We talked a little bit about that last time. This is a culmination of that, an honest attempt to learn some new things, to embrace, uh, to grow. Yeah, I, I just looked around and said, you know, What's keeping us so separated? We're so divided. And I looked at the friction between different groups and what gets in our way of engaging with people that are different from us and wanting to learn more about them. And and so that's when I began researching it. I finally uh, read some books because Leola got tired of me asking her all these questions directly, which, you know, is important. That's I mean, Leola true. is very helpful, but... You know, it's all about engaging with people that are different from you, whether it's political or culturally or racially. And if you run into a, a hiccup, don't get discouraged. You know, go online and find out, you know, maybe there's a part of their experience that you weren't aware of, but you were expressing it in the way that you were communicating with them. Hmm. Well, they're not going to tell you that, but you can certainly learn on your own. And then the next time you'll know better and... Um, you know, the fact that we may mean well is one thing, but we need to understand where people are coming from um, and, and be open to that and being open to learning and um, and also, frankly, know where we're coming from and our own personal thoughts about our identity and who we are. And, you know, we really don't take time. You know, we're so busy, we don't take a lot of time to really get to know ourselves and mm. the control that we have to define who we are as mm. a person mm -hmm. is very strong and can be done. And that's part of what Unified Diversity gives you some tools to be able to do that. I really appreciate that and also appreciate the, the understanding that I hear uh, directly, indirectly, that even though our area is not Chicago, Mm -hmm. We are grateful to live here. We are grateful to wake up and not have bombs dropped on us like Syria. But with that said, the events of this last year in our community in June showed right here in our backyard that we have a lot of work to do that is not just Chicago or yeah. overseas. And so I'm really fortunate that today we've been able to bring in uh, people that I would call community leaders sure. that are engaged, that are stepping out in, in respective organizations, apps, influences, uh, opportunities. And I, I just really appreciate this discussion, being able to shine the light on this aspect of our community and what we're working through right now and a desire for some positive change, some social cohesiveness. Yeah. I still have hope that there's good days ahead. I still have sure. hope that we're going to work through stuff. And that's why we do what we do. We, we wake up every hope. day. Yeah. Right. And I think I, I want to give a special shout out to Mark because earlier um, at the top of the hour, I mentioned this, this is about people doing things differently. And Mark is a perfect example, right? Uh, there's a lot of folks that just sit back and they're like, oh, it's so terrible. The end. Uh, and Mark is one of the people in this community who said, oh, it's so terrible. I need to learn more. And then he started learning more and he's like, you know, more people like me need to learn more. I don't feel like there's a product that would have done this for me in a very like streamlined way. I'm going to go ahead and create it, right? So literally doing the work, getting your hands dirty. And I respect that because 
number one, I do it. Um, and so I know how hard that is. But more importantly, and I think this is something I, I want more people to understand, when it comes to um, issues of injustice, you, you can't put the onus on the people who are the victims of the injustice to solve their own problems, right? Like, we would have if we could have, right? Nobody that's marginalized is willingly marginalized, mm. right? And so the folks who have the power to do something significant are the folks who don't experience that marginalization, right? And in the same way that I, as someone who is not unhoused, can be a solid advocate for unhoused people because I don't have to worry about, like, the roof over my head mm -hmm. while I'm doing this work. Mm -hmm. um, and so – and th that's something that I think all of us maybe should should recognize. Most of us all experience some measure of privilege, right? Even if you're unhoused. If you're unhoused in San Luis Obispo, you're doing pretty great. You could be unhoused in Duluth where there's a real winter. Um, and so this is why I say gratitude, right? That's the place to start because yes. you start by acknowledging what you have and then you look around and see where the gaps are in mm. your community. Mm. And then you decide the extent to which you want to be involved in helping to fill those gaps. That's what Mark is doing with Unified Diversity. That's what I'm trying to do with my United Way work. That's what so many of us in this community are doing and we're getting better at talking to each other yes. and doing it in concert. Thank you for coming in and, and doing that. And that's extremely well said, well articulated. Uh, and the call is do what you can, do what you can. Yeah. Don't just learn, learn and then respond and do what you can. Learning is a great step. It's very important to open up and say, hey, I've got something to learn. I haven't arrived. But then when you get that opportunity, do something with that knowledge. And uh, well, and also, you know, help help other people. The feeling of helping other people, to me, is is wonderful. And you know, we need to advance everybody in mm. um, in the United States. We we need to make it so that everybody has the information to succeed. That that they're given the opportunities to do that, and that's a huge challenge. And uh, like Leola is saying. The marginalized uh, individuals that, that don't have those opportunities, they don't have the power to change what the dynamics are right now. It's the people with the power that need to change their stance and see the benefit of all of us being productive. But we can't be productive unless it's a level playing field and we give everybody the opportunity and support everybody, not just people close to us. And... That's what unified diversity is totally about, is let's learn and work together and help each other, and it'll make it'll benefit everybody. Because Absolutely. if people don't have that opportunity, they don't have hope. That is hope. Mm -hmm. Right. To, to get from where you're at to somewhere better in any way, shape, and form is hope. If you lose that opportunity, you've lost hope. Yep. And I, I will say one caveat for our, our rally for people to do something is take uh, a page from Mark and become educated first because often what happens is mm -hmm. people are well-intentioned but poorly informed mm -hmm. and those aren't lasting solutions and they usually don't 
succeed. And so, yes, do something. But um, I really encourage folks to disrupt this really paternalistic habit and practice we have where uh, those of us who have some measure of power, right, um, when we offer assistance to people who don't have a thing that we have, we often fail to ask them what they need. We just tell them what they need and then give it to them. And then when the recipients say things like, that's actually not helpful then, right? What happens is the donors are like, well, those people are so ungrateful. I'm never doing anything Mm -hmm. to help them Mm -hmm. again. When the reality is you didn't do anything to help them in the first place. Uh. You did something to make yourself feel better, but you never stopped to ask the people in need how you could help them. And so I'm hoping to move the needle, right? And again, this is where unified diversity comes in so that we can have those conversations, right? Um, When you talked about walking past a homeless person, I smiled because I was like, well, it depends on where I was because I'd probably know who it was Um, because I make it a point to speak to homeless people in our community regularly. If nothing else, COVID-19 showed us how quickly anyone could lose everything. Yes. and, and so that's a huge part of the work that I do, right? I routinely drive around downtown and check in on homeless people and ask them what they need. You know, like, do you need some shoes? I got mm. three pair in my back, mm. like in the back of my car. Mm. Let's see what fits. Do you need toiletries? Do you need clothing? Mm. You know, mm. I'm not a direct service agency and I can refer people to those. But also sometimes there's just this need for human contact. There's a mm. need for me to show mm. Brian and his daughter, Kiki, that I know them and that I recognize that we're neighbors, right? Yeah. They might not have a home, but they're still my neighbors. Yes. I'm still concerned yes. with their well-being, right? Yes. This is what I was talking about. Um, all of us recognizing that we are stewards of the community yes. and stewards of each other, and we need to do a better job of that. I, I really appreciate that. and. Sorry about the soapbox. No, you know what? I appreciate because this is really the purpose, the mission of Slow Talk, shining the spotlight on culture, commerce, community. Unless you see it, you can't do anything about it. And take time to educate and learn and then come up with good solutions. Mark and Leola, thank you for being our guests again today. I really appreciate you. Appreciate your spirit, your heart, and the way you do engage at each of your own levels. Mark. Uh, let me just give the unified <laughs> diversity. Uh... Yeah, we got to make sure we get that in. 100%. Plug, so plug, it's plug, real plug. simple. Yep. Unifieddiversity.us. Uh, there we go. Unifieddiversity.us. So, so check that out. and uh, You're on Facebook, too. Yeah, yep. on Facebook, and there's uh, podcasts on there. And, uh, yeah, you can you can learn a lot in a short period of time. And Are the you pod- on Insta? Snapchat, Twitter? Uh, no. <laughs> Not no. yet. Uh, no. Now, if I'm looking for the podcast, I go to your website. Would I look at news and pull that down? Or uh, uh, It'll be under About. About, And okay. click on About, and you'll see podcasts. Excellent. And Leola, the address for United Way? Uh, the address for United Way is unitedwayslo.org, and the address for our 21-day equity challenge is unitedwayslo.org slash E-D-I, like equity, diversity, and inclusion, 21. All right. We look forward to having you again. Join us next time on Slow Talk Podcast, where we shine the spotlight on culture, commerce, and community. (laughs) 